Good morning, recovering family. It is a not so bright Monday morning. It's kind of gray where I am in Southern California, but it has a beautiful fall feel to the air. It was so fallish that I was able to light some candles as I was sitting down to do my morning meditation as I try to just get centered for my week. And I have to say, I have a topic that I want to bring out here today that I'm kind of sure none of you are going to relate to. No, I'm kidding. I think some of you, a lot of you will relate to, and it is perfectionism. And it is something that even as I speak on my uh, second go round here on this recording, I realize that perfectionism keeps me it keeps me from doing mostly everything in my life. It does not just affect my work, you know, which is obviously doing these podcasts and writing my book and doing all of those other creative endeavors. Uh, my perfectionism just will stop me in my tracks uh, in any which way, but I want to focus on how, how it rears its head in my work. So for instance, I can be uh, ready, you know, I set my time and I have my chunk of two hours that I'm going to sit and do uh, X, Y, and Z in my morning, you know, to create content, whatever I'm doing. And for some reason, the only thing that matters in that moment is that I must go clean the dust bunnies that are underneath my washing machine that I just happen to notice as I am going to the bathroom. And they've been there probably for a few days but I get fixated and I've got to go get the broom and I've got to literally get on my hands and knees. And then I'm noticing there's, they're all over and in, in where the, where the heating uh, water heater is. And I'm like, Oh no, how did I not see this for the last six months? And then I have to get on top and see all of the, you know, imperfect placement of my cleaning supplies. And I need to fix those. And then I need to Wow, there is a strand of hair in my shower. How how did I let that go? Then it'll go to, wait a minute, maybe I'm not wearing the right tank top for recording. Maybe I need to change my outfit. Maybe the, the, the sweatpants that I'm wearing won't give me the inspiration that I need. No, that, that's taking a little too far. But what I'm going to tell you folks is that perfectionism uh, rules my life. And I, I remember I had a therapist that said, perfection is the enemy of good. And I was like, what does that mean? And it, it, it boggled my mind. I didn't understand it. And she was trying to get me to understand this for years that, you know, it, good, good enough is good enough. You know, people have been telling me this for so long and it takes a lot, it takes what it takes, but I, it was like, no, it's not good enough. It needs, it needs to, it, every word, every syllable. I mean, last week, this was incredible growth when I did an interview on my, on the narcissism podcast. And I, I had this woman here, you know, I had her for just a chunk of time. And as we're in the middle of the interview, there's a fire engine that, that just blares by. And, you know, even though my doors were closed and you, you, you know, I have double pane windows you could hear it, but I just, we were in a moment and I didn't feel it was necessary to edit it out of the podcast. You know, it was just, you know what, there's a fire engine rolling in the background and that's okay. And I think for me, that was, that was, that was a lesson in going, 
this is life and this is life. Life is, life is messy. Life is not all in a box. And I say this as a recovering anorexic, you know, if anybody understands perfectionism, I do, you know, I, but the, here's the trap. Even when I weighed 90 pounds and there was, I was perfectly without one ounce of body fat on my frame. It wasn't perfect enough. I almost died from that. You know, literally the perfectionism almost killed me. And all the time that I spent, you know, not, for instance, there are, there are, there are chapters in a book that I've been working on that I just even said to my assistant today, I said, you know what? I think these four or five chapters, I, I want to just edit, just not edit. I want to just go, just trash them all. They're all going to go into my trash bin on the computer because I go into a place in my head of if let's say, you know, my ex-husband reads this, or let's say um, a sibling reads something that I've written, um, you know, they're not going to like it. I'm going to get in trouble. Uh, you know, uh, someone's going to be disgruntled. And I think I have to then, you know, get rid of it. And I, I use that, you know, just as another example, it's, it's also, let's say I do an upload of a, a podcast and it's just a five or 10 minute segment. And somehow I will go over in my mind, you know what, maybe that wasn't, maybe that wasn't the perfect upload to do on a Sunday in September. Maybe there is like a formula to, to put the perfect meme on a Sunday morning, you know, and I, and it's just amazing where my mind will go with all of this stuff. And all it does is it prevents me from creating. It prevents me from actually connecting because the truth is I do this work mostly because I have a real strong heart for connectivity. And I feel that more than ever now, we all, especially in our recoveries and our recovering family tribe, we need each other in a way like never before, since we are more on virtual meetings. And, you know, there's just so much going on in the world that impacts our recovery. And again, you know, the imperfect perfectness of this podcast, it's going to go in a few different directions, but I'm segueing also into now that here we are 18 or 19 months in a pandemic. And I know for me, someone who has struggled with anxiety, you know, and depression and perfectionism and all of that, it was very destabilizing. Obviously, you know, when we first started this journey, you know, back in 2020 in March, I remember, I remember talking to people uh, in the rooms going, all right, so two weeks we'll be in lockdown. All right, and I would ask, you know, my sponsor. All right, are are we going to be out of it by, you know, May? You know, do you think we'll be done by May? And I wanted an answer. I wanted a definitive. And back then, you know, we all were like, well, this, yeah, two weeks, maybe by May we'll be back and everything. And none of us knew. We here we here I was trying to control the timeline of this, you know, never happened before virus that's been you know released on the planet, and I'm trying to control when I can get back into my regular meetings and see my people and get hugs. And it's amazing as I look back on this now that I remember the first lockdown where I am in Southern California, 
and started in like March 17th. And, you know, it was projected that we were going to be in lockdown until April 15th. And then it went into, I remember May. And then, and then the big one came and we were in, we were in lockdown for the whole summer. And, you know, then there was talk of, you know, they're working on the vaccine and the hope would be that by the winter and then by early spring, we'd all be vaccinated and it would be gone and we'd all be okay. And my mind hooked into that. You know, my mind wants precision. My mind wants an answer. I want black and white. I want definitive. I want to know. And so there we were. And then sure enough, I'm sure a lot of you remember last November, December, things got even more out of control, the surges of, of the virus, you know. And so there I was trying to, you know, control it and be perfect with it and know that, okay, I just have to hang in a few more months and then we're going to get back to normal. And then the beauty, the, the, the vaccines came. And, and again, I was like, yes, now it's all going to be all better. We are, are going to be okay now. You know, it's almost like, it almost, I know my mind is going all over, but it was, it, it just went to like, okay, you know, once this happens, Julie will be okay. Once I get married, I will be okay. Once I have this job, I will be okay. Once my body is this certain size and condition, I will be okay. You know, once I, you know, establish this, uh, you know, get this certain amount of money, I will be okay. All of this is just, it's just a fallacy because here we are, you know, we're September 27, 2021. Um, clearly we are still in the total unknown, the, the messiest mess of this whole pandemic. Our world is still very messy. There are more things springing up daily that are, you know, sort of resulting from the mess. You know, there's all the political divide, everything that could make anyone who wants precision and perfection, it can make any of us feel very unstable. And I, and I bring that up today because something came uh, to my attention last night. I, I happened to see it. You know, it was on an Instagram, it was an Instagram notification, and it was really helpful to me because it talked about how our brains are literally not designed to live in a state of emergency long term. It's difficult to rest, recoup, and also process the loss. And the grief of the pandemic is still with us. And, you know, I know when I read that, because I have, I have been feeling um, just a bit wonky, you know, the last month, you know, ever, ever since it became really clear that we're moving into another winter and that truthfully, we, we don't have a lot of, we don't have yet that handle on this. This is, this is open-ended. Um, and I think that, you know, the tie-in for me is where I get OCD, which I do have, um, and perfectionistic. It's because it's the macrocosm of my world that feels so chaotic. So I am trying to find the things within my microcosm, my little world. And if it's that dust bunny underneath the washing machine, if it's if I could scour that sink good enough, you know. And you know, by the way, my my home is scoured. You know, people come over and they say they they'd be happy to drop a piece of pizza on my floor and they would eat it. You know, cheese cheese down on the floor, they would literally eat it right off the floor. That's how clean my place is. And it's not a brag or a boast, but what I share it for is the fact that it still never feels clean enough to me. 
I mean, I could have a team of people in here every day sterilizing it and it would not feel clean enough to me. And the reason is it's this per the perfectionism, it's all coming out of fear. It's this fear of wanting to control. And I have had to, and I think this also is part and parcel why I felt much more unglued, un, un just really undone and um, and just not gelled. You know, although I'm still, you know, functioning, I'm still in my life. But the reason being is that I have let go. The pandemic, the silver lining for me is that, you know, the ways in which I used to really present perfectionistically was I was always quaffed head to toe, outfit, you know, head to toe, you know, perfect nails, perfect hair, perfect shoes, perfect this. And, you know, inside I was, I was, it was just a cover. It wasn't real. And today those in my life they're like is she ever going to get dressed again like i am i ever going to put on a pair of shoes again you know i don't know you know i'm very comfortable in my you know my comfort slides and my sneakers and i'm i'm way comfortable in my sweats and i don't know but there's been healing in the letting go of keeping it all tightened together there's been healing in letting go of you know letting my body eat what it wants you know i was a vegetarian for a while. And I think it was, I wanted to do it because it felt better for me. It felt healthier. It felt cleaner. And the truth is it was just another form of, for me, I'm not knocking vegetarianism. Um, but for me, it was restricted, disordered, kind of wanting to control things, you know? So I put a little chicken back into my life and um, it's just having a little bit of flow and I'm not advocating for the vegetarians to do that. I want to be really clear, but I'm saying for me and my perfectionistic, if I can, my perfection looks like if I can only find the formula, show me the formula, how I can have a perfect life and how I can be safe from all the ill and evil that is out there in the world. And the truth is that's not possible because life, life happens and it's very, very messy life is really messy. Life is so messy that I think I finally just surrendered and I've, I've let myself be messy, you know, and it's in a way liberating. I'm still getting used to it. I'm still, you know, as I, as I end this podcast, I will say, I'm sure that it was a bit of a, wait, where is she going with this? There's, there's no bulleted, okay, we're going to talk about A, B, and C, but I do think it all ties in, you know, perfectionism, basically, it, it's it's a it stops us it stunts us it is um, a lie from like it's a lie that keeps us stuck and bound and and it's also it keeps us it truly keeps us from connecting with others because as I saw the facade that I presented to the world of I got it all together I'm fine you know that's another thing it was like I'm fine. And there could be many times when I wasn't fine. I was really depressed or I was really terrified and I wasn't letting people know about it. When I stopped doing that, that's when people all of a sudden just appeared. Like I could feel this, this sense of we are truly, we understand each other. So as I drop the, the facade and I drop, you know, that need to be all in control, I hope it gives you all permission to do the same. So I am an imperfectly perfect recovering person here today just just sharing some thoughts and wisdom and um i hope i hope it resonates with you have a great week take care guys